This is the Fearless Presentations Podcast, the fastest, easiest way to reduce public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Welcome back to the Fearless Presentations podcast. This is Doug Standard. I'm the CEO of Fearless Presentations. And I know what some of you are thinking because I've received emails from quite a few of you over the last, really, the couple of weeks and where you guys were saying, hey, are you done with the podcast? Because we've taken kind of a little break. And the little break wasn't intentional. Actually, we, we, we intentionally took a little break uh, right around the holidays. And, um, and, you know, because that's the, the, the office kind of shuts down, we don't do a whole lot of classes or anything during that time period. So that's really about the only time that we have to kind of take a break. Um, interestingly enough, though, uh, we've had such a dramatic growth in business over the last really over the last six months, but but a couple of years, really. Uh, that we've had to expand into a much bigger office. And so we were doing that transition over. The new office has a recording studio. And so this will actually be the last podcast that we do here at the old office. The new office has just opened up in the last week or so. And so we're moving all the recording equipment and everything over. So so the, the next few podcasts, and you'll start to see us doing doing um, you know Facebook live and um, and um, online seminars and stuff like that from our from our new office so pretty excited about all that that stuff that's that's happening so um, so so yeah for those of you who've been saying God, I really enjoy your podcast and I'm and you know I, I want you to come back well we didn't really go away we just kind of took a little break while we were transitioning from one location to the other um, the what the the today's podcast or this week's podcast is actually going to be hopefully very helpful it's something that I've kind of known noticed over the last few months of doing a number of in-house classes or custom programs for a few of our clients, a big challenge that a lot of companies have is how do you teach somebody a step-by-step process? We've talked in the past about how to design a presentation focused on just a few key concepts, but what if you have a step-by-step process that takes you know 32 steps? How do you teach that in a way that people will actually remember it? And so we've actually created a, a system that will that will help you know get you a little bit better results than you know probably what you're experiencing experiencing right now. We also have a new tech find which is kind of cool. One of the uh, the playlists on TED Talks can be very effective. So hopefully you'll get some great value out of this session of the the podcast. And just so you know, we are sponsored by fearlesspresentations.com, uh, the fearless presentations website, the 2-day um the uh, the 2-day training program that we teach all over the United States, Canada, Europe, and, and cities really all over the world. Um, we've got a number of those classes coming up in March. There's only one class left in February. That's Philadelphia. It's actually full. So if you're looking to go into that Philadelphia class, it's actually full now. So you might have to go to the next one unless we have somebody can drop out, which you know sometimes happens. But um, we've got classes coming up in March in Charlotte, in Minneapolis, Nashville, Houston, uh, it looks like St. Louis, San Francisco, Denver, so a number of different cl- uh, d- different cities all over the United States. So if you're interested in attending any of the Fearless Presentations classes at any of those cities, make sure and take a look at our website very very quickly because those classes are filling up now. Uh, the website, again, is fearlesspresentations.com. So let's start the podcast this week 
with this week's Tech Find. Tech Find. High-tech gadgets to make your presentations better. So this week's Tech Find is actually a little bit different than some of the other Tech Finds that we've done in the past. You know, most of the time when we're identifying something that's technologically going to help us give our presentations better, usually we're looking for some type of technology, some type of equipment or or a, an app on a on an iPhone or something like that. Well, what this week we're going to focus on more educational type things. And in fact, one of my I'm a big fan of TED Talks. You know, TED Talks are are and I think probably anybody in the speaking business or or I think we all are kind of consistent that we love to kind of go and just peruse on TED Talks every now and then. The neat thing about those is that they're they're very compact pieces of information where you can share ideas very quickly and very easily with a vast audience and and that's why they're they're really so powerful and that's why they're they're kind of fun. Well, what the folks at TED Talks have done is they created a playlist on their website that have just information about how to be a better speaker. And so, in fact, it's kind of hard to find this uh, this uh, playlist. But if you if you just go to Google and you type in "before public speaking TED Talks," you know those five words, then you'll you'll actually come up with a playlist. And that playlist is actually pretty cool. It's got about I think it's got eight or nine, maybe ten different videos. Each one of the videos are maybe 10 minutes long and and it's a, a variety of ideas on how to do presentations better. So basically TED Talks about how to do TED Talks, a, a lot of it is, uh, and they're really fun and very interesting. Um, I, I got to say that I um, typically when when I get on TED Talks, is when I get on the TED Talks website, because there's so much there, it's very easy to lose a lot of time. That's why a playlist like this can be very helpful. But the neat thing about it is that it's very concise on a, on a specific topic. And so if you kind of focus on a playlist for the things that you're most interested in, it can really help. Uh, so TED Talks, the uh, the TED Talks about how to do TED Talks, uh, TED Talks again, it's before public speaking on the TED Talks website is a great technology find this week. So today's hot topic is how to design a presentation or a training program that will teach an entire process without boring the heck out of people. Mainly, the um, what the, I, I kind of tell you the reason why this kind of came to mind is one of my clients is the company that makes the the, the um, Da Vinci surgical robots, which is kind of it's a really cool company to to work for. These are the the robots that go in and and do um, different types of surgery uh, inside the human body. So. Um, you can imagine that their trainers, the people that have to go in and teach folks how to use these robots and how to use the, how to clean them and sterilize them and all those kind of important parts of the of the process, they have a, a lot of legal steps that they have to take. So basically, they have to teach them every single step in each one of those processes, and they have to do it in a way to where they they are training the, the the person who's going to be using this equipment, but also um, they have to do it in a way that's kind of covers their butts legally too, you know? So, so it's kind of twofold. It's not just um, helping the, the person who's going to be using the robots use the robots more effectively, but also, you know, there's, there are legal ramifications if they don't do it properly. So um, now, by the way, the folks who were in the classes that I taught for the, for the company were, were phenomenal. They were fantastic speakers already. So it was really nice working for a company that, 
that um, already had really good speakers but was willing to invest in helping their speakers become even better because the company knows that the better that their folks are at training, at teaching, the more effective the folks using the robots are going to be. So, so it made it kind of fun. But here's the challenge. If you go back and, and just kind of as a review to some of the stuff that we've covered on earlier podcasts, one of the things that I've taught very early on was that most in most audiences, if you're covering a list of items, folks are only going to remember about three, four, five things that you say anyway. So if you're covering 15, 20, 32, 152 steps in a, in a process, there's a good chance that most people on that in that audience are going to forget what, what you've said. And uh, and so that makes it makes it a big challenge when we're legally required to cover a bunch of steps. And it also makes it hard to kind of keep the training interesting and keep it fun throughout the entire process. So I'll kind of share with you what I what I shared with them. Some of the things that that kind of make, that um, I offered to them that would make their training programs a little bit more effective and make them more interesting. And hopefully you'll get some good value out of it as well. Um, So just to kind of continue back on the review, though, we talked about how if you design your training programs with only three, four, five key concepts in mind and you cover that in a very effective way, then the retention is going to go through the roof. The retention will be much higher than if you cover 10, 15, 20 things. So if you kind of keep that in mind when you're designing your training programs that have a lot of steps, it makes it a whole lot easier. So basically what I kind of shared with the, with this group was the same thing that I'll share with you and the same thing that we do in our fearless presentations classes. For instance, let's say if I had an hour to, to teach somebody how to be a better public speaker, I'm probably not going to cover every single thing that I would cover in my two day class. You know, I cover, I can, we can cover a bunch of content in the full two day fearless presentations class. But when that get trims, gets trimmed down to only an hour, I can't cover all that. If I tried to cover all that, it would be pretty boring too. Now, I could cover all the content, but I wouldn't be able to give the the background. I wouldn't be able to help people kind of use that content effectively. So when you're designing your training programs and you got a short period of time, you you may not be able to cover every single thing in the step-by-step process. What you may want to do instead is help the people in your audience kind of master the component parts. Make your presentation about the component part, not about the entire activity. So, for instance, um, going back to the folks that that were working for DaVinci, you know, like, like for instance, one of the things that they figured out early on was that if they broke down the 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 step by step process, which I, if I remember right, there are about thirty six different stages or steps that they would need to to do effectively in order to to sterilize the the, the robots after use. And if they try to cover all thirty six of those step in, in a step by step process in a thirty minute workshop or a forty five minute workshop or an hour, even if they have an hour, if you think about it, if there's thirty six steps that's still only one or two minutes for each step, you know, so that's a lot for somebody to, to absorb. So what they figured out early on that they could do and make the training more effective is to break it down into component parts. So there are three stages, you know, there's the pre-clean and then there's the, the cleaning process and then sterilizing it at the end. And, and by breaking it down that way, they can, they could now spend 30 or 45 minutes on each one of those stages cover just a few of those steps, you know, 10 or 12 of those steps and makes it a whole lot easier. And so you can kind of continue to do the same thing. That 12 steps is still 
quite a few for somebody to remember, but there are different things that you can do. If you do have that many stages or that many steps in your process, there are a few things that you can do to increase the retention. Um, For instance, one of the things that they had done, which was great, which was phenomenal, is they had an app created with uh, different videos for each one of the stages. So if there were 12 processes or 12 steps in that process, then they had a little one minute video or two minute video for each one of those steps. So they didn't have to, as a as a as a class, kind of go through and watch every one of those videos. They could give a quick overview and then refer the audience to the videos to get more uh, get additional information. So basically, they could kind of do it that way to where it was something that they could take with them. They could watch those videos over and over and over again and get a very clear understanding of what each one of those steps are, and it makes it a whole lot easier. The stories and examples that you use can also be very effective, and that's one of the things that we focused a lot on in the um, in the classes that I taught with these folks is that is that the 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 more that you can take a a um, a concept or a process and turn it into a story or a, or a real life example of somebody else using that process and why the process why the different steps in the process are so important the easier it is for the audience to kind of understand each one of those stages or each one of those steps. And one of the first questions I got when, when I kind of introduced that concept to the group was they were saying, you'll be able to story for every one of these 12 steps in the first stage. And I was like, well, no, I mean, you can tell one story. If you if, like, for instance, if there are four steps, four phases in the, in the process that kind of they're, they're pretty much almost doing at the same time, Tell one quick example about those four steps and why those four steps are important. And and if you break it down into bite-sized pieces like that, it makes it a whole lot easier. So, you know, we know that we don't live in a perfect world. We don't live in a Pollyanna society where where every single thing that we're going to try to teach a group is going to be in in a in a specific linear step by step process um, where we can we can break it down into three points or five points or or whatever to make it more understandable for the group. So what we have to do is we have to do our best to make the concepts or the ideas or the content that we're delivering to the audience more effective and easier for them to to implement that that content and retain it. One of the and so the final thing that you can do to really help in these kind of situations is get, leave, give them a leave behind. Give them something that they can refer to after you leave. The more steps or the more stages in a process, the more important it is to leave them reference material afterwards. And one of the things that this this company had done that that worked really well was they just had a poster. Since you know, since these were um, uh, uh, robots that were going to be used in hospitals or operating rooms or or um, sanitization, you know, places in the hospital, that kind of thing. They can put a poster up on the wall with those different 13 steps of the sanitation process and with pictures so that people can follow it in a, in a step-by-step fashion. So basically by teaching the concepts and then using the poster as a way to kind of be able to reference that makes it a whole lot easier. So when you're designing your, your, um, your programs, when you're designing your training, you really want to kind of take into account how the audience is going to receive that information and, and how effective they're going to be at retaining that information. So if we just go in in an hour and try to cover 36 different stages, they're going to forget most of it. So again, just break it down into component pieces. I'll give you an idea of how we do this in, in Fearless Presentation. So I kind of mentioned earlier that if I took the entire two-day Fearless Presentations class and jammed it into an hour, I could give you some really good content. In fact, 
I can deliver it in such a way that it will be interesting because I'm a pretty, I think I'm a pretty decent speaker, you know, so, so I could probably give you some examples and make it fun and make it interactive and, and you'd get good content. The problem though, is that when you, when you, when we give that much content in that short of a period of time, it's not going to be as practical. So people walking out of that room are not going to feel as comfortable using that information as if we'd kind of covered just a few concepts and spent more time on them. And so what we do in the in the fearless presentations class is when I first designed the the two day public speaking class, I said, okay, what's the number one most important thing that people will go to a public speaking class for? And the number one most important thing that I could come up with, or the thing the thing that we come came up with from from surveys and that kind of thing was people want to reduce that nervousness, that fear, that self-consciousness. And so since that was number one, that was the most important thing, we designed a pretty much kind of a half-day workshop around how to reduce public speaking fear. We broke that into three component parts, and we spend an hour on each one of those first three component parts. So in each one, so basically we're spending from the time somebody walks into the, the Fearless Presentations class at 9 o'clock in the morning until the time that we kind of break for lunch, we're covering three different concepts and we're taking a break in between. So we'll spend about an hour on the first concept and we'll let them practice that and master it so that they feel more comfortable. And then we'll take a break, let them internalize it a little bit, then we'll come back and teach something else. And and so when we by doing this in a step-by-step process and by by focusing more training time on fewer concepts and letting people master those, by the time that we finish the first half day, folks are feeling a whole lot more comfortable with the concepts because they've actually done it. They've been able to experience it. And if you use the same type of process or the same type of concept when you are designing your training programs, you'll you'll get a pretty decent result. So instead of trying to cover, like I said, the 36 different components, give them an overview and then and then break it down to what are the most important things. So what, what we did in the in the in the couple of classes that I taught for Da Vinci was we we said okay what's the out of all the different stages that we go through what that somebody will go through when they're sterilizing one of these machines what's the biggest challenge that they'll have or what what do where do people screw up most you know at a, at a, for instance they, they and they could go back by the way and look at the returns on the machines you know where a lens was scratched or something like that and well and they can pretty much figure out by doing just a little bit of research where that came from how did that how did that lens get scratched what was it in the cleaning process that caused that to to get scratched and since they know that now they can spend, you know, 20 minutes or 30 minutes in the in in the training programs focusing on how to avoid that particular problem. If they know it's happened at, at least once and it's happened multiple times in in other hospitals, then why not cover that as a concept? So instead of trying to cover all 36 things, you know, focus on something that's really really important to the group that you're you're presenting to. Um, again, realizing that they still have the backup content, they still have the videos, they still have the app, they still have the posters, they still have a manual that takes them through the step-by-step process so that we're covered legally. Let's focus our training on the things that are going to help people solve the problems, help the folks that are actually using the equipment solve the problems. And so when you're designing your your training programs, it's it's a good idea to kind of think about what is it that my audience really wants? What is they what do they need? What kind of problems? are they having and 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 instead of going through every single step teach them how they can solve those problems the neat thing about designing your programs that way is that you will likely get in the discussion at the end 
you'll you'll get people asking you questions about the process and then you can go through in more detail about the process and kind of teach them about those kind of things as well. Uh, so it makes it a whole lot more fun, a whole lot more interesting, a whole lot more interactive if the, if the content that we're focusing on is really audience focused and if we're taking the content and breaking it down into component parts and letting people master it. So I would encourage you to do that with your training programs or with your step-by-step process. Instead of trying to go through every single step in the process, uh, then then uh, kind of break it down and, and cover a little bit at a time and cover those component parts in more detail and you'll get much, 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 much better results. Um, now, okay, so just real quick before we before we end and and because I know if I just ended right there, I'd get a bunch of emails from folks saying, well, wait a minute, but I can't. I can't change it. We have to cover 32 steps. We have to. It's important. It's, you know, the legally we can't make any changes. If you're in that situation where somebody gives you a slide deck or something like that and says, hey, you have to cover these are 36 slides that you have to cover. Well, you can still do that and make it more interesting. But what you'll what you'll do in that kind of situation is you'll you'll think about the audience that you're presenting that particular slide deck to at the time, because every time you go to a different audience, if you're presenting that same slide deck, there's a good chance that the challenges or problems that each one of these audiences are having are going to be slightly different. So do a little bit of research before you actually go into the room and say, Okay, I'm going to cover a lot of content here, but out of this content, what is the most important part? What are the most important components? What are you guys having trouble with before you actually walk in? And then when you get to those slides in the slide deck, you can spend more time on those things. You know, you don't necessarily have to cover the same exact amount of time on every single slide in your slide deck. You can focus more on the things that are most important to the to the uh, the folks who are in the audience. So you can kind of change things around that 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 way. In fact, um one of the things that we we kind of poke fun at this a little bit and actually sh- and teach it at the same time in the on the second day of the fearless presentations class we have already spent by that point we spent about a day and a half t- showing people how to design really really effective presentations and then uh, about halfway through the second day we give them you know and basically in the, the first parts of the the uh, fearless presentations class were saying hey only cover just a few items at a time just cover three four five things and cover that really really well your audience will like you a whole lot more it'll be easier for you to deliver those presentations and then we take a break and we come back and we show them how to do a 10 point talk you know how to cover 10 different items in a very short period of time usually about 20 or 30 minutes or less and the 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 technique that we use there in that in that situation is we go through all 10 items we, but we zoom through them. We kind of do them in a real cursory fashion. We go boom, 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 and go through each one of the 10 items. And then we'll come back to a few of them and, co- and cover the, a few of those items in more detail. And guess how many we're going to cover in more detail? Yeah. If you've been if you've been listening to the podcast a while, you'll, you'll probably guess that pretty quickly. About three, maybe four at the most. Maybe five if we, if we have the time. But for the most part, we're going to cover those 10 items in a cursory fashion, then go back and cover three in more detail. What's interesting, though, is that the instructor has the ability to really gauge the audience, the people who are in the class at that moment, and find out what kind of challenges that they're they're dealing with, what type of presentations that they deliver, what um, you know, what kind of background that each one of them has. So, it's often happens in in the in the delivery of that that uh, that ten point talk, those ten impact ideas. 
where the where the instructor will on the fly adjust which ones of those three that he or she will cover in more detail based on what the audience really needs at that time. So uh, we've had folks that have actually gone through the the two day fearless presentations class once gone through and said, oh my God, that was awesome. And then they come back like a year later or, or two years later. And, and it's funny because sometimes they'll say, God, it's like a whole new class. And, the, and probably the reason why is because that instructor, those instructors that they've had are adjusting the content based on what the, what the person who's going through the class needs at that moment. And when you can really do that, that's a really elite high level of presentation skill, but it's something that you can master in a very short period of time if you kind of go through the concepts that we're covering here on this this particular podcast. So so when you have that step-by-step process, when you have a lot of content that you have to cover, um, you know, basically just kind of use that as a guideline and it'll make you, make you a much, much better presenter. So step just kind of in review, the, the, the first thing that you want to do is if you have a lot of steps that you need to cover, it's best instead of covering every single thing in one sitting to break it down into component parts and, and cover a few of those component parts in more detail, take a break, then come back and cover a few more points and then take a break and come back. Or if you've got if you're going to be working with a group over a, a, a period of time, you might. You know, if you're coming back every month or every six months or every year, you know, every time you come back, you can cover some other component part of that of that process in a little bit more detail. Use your the step two is to use the things around you to help you reinforce that content, like the stories, the examples, the posters, the props, samples, videos, any of those kind of things that you can leave behind after you give the presentation can reinforce that content and make it easier for for the audience to to remember what it was that you were talking about and and then thirdly if by some reason you have to deliver every single one of those those steps and you have a very short period of time cover all those steps quickly then go back and cover a few of them in more detail so that you can reinforce the things that are most important to the audience at that time and if you kind of follow those those kind of guidelines you'll most likely give much much better presentations even if you have a lot of content that you need to cover so hopefully it's been some some pretty valuable information for you um, we'll be delivering uh, quite a few more uh, podcasts in in the very near future. We're you know we're back uh, we're, once we get moved into the to the new office with all the new recording equipment, which we're so excited about. Uh, we'll start delivering these on probably even a more frequent basis. The other thing that we've been working on for the last um, really thirty days or so is a whole lot of new content. We've we've um, We've been doing a lot of surveys with the audience to kind of find out what are the things that folks are most needing right now in the area of presentation skills, public speaking, leadership development, sales skills, those kind of things. And so we're going to be putting out a whole lot more content. So we'll have a whole lot more like online courses and webinars and Facebook Live and all kinds of different things that should be coming out in the next next few weeks. So stay tuned. Uh, make sure and join us. Um, join us or like our Facebook page. Uh, it's fearless uh, facebook.com slash fearless presentations uh, go on to our website make sure that you're um, you're um, you know requesting information from us that'll put you on our mailing list so that we can kind of let you know when classes are coming up in your area and those kind of things as well so subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week 